It's a hockey show for you, the best fans in the AHL. Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock. Brought to you by Pathfinder Bank, Slocum Dixon Medical Group, and by Labatt Blue. Here's Gaudette. Nice move. Goes to the outside. Dolan. Rink wide feed. Reeled in by Boucher. Walks in front. Looks for a redirect. Rebound. Scores. Guess who? Reed Boucher with his second of the night. And the Comets put up seven. And it's stolen free by Darcy. Darcy all alone walks it to the goal. Hands it in and scores. Cam Darcy into the empty net with 2.31 to go in the third period. Utica 5, Toronto 2. It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill. It's Rain Man and Scoop. So here we go. Uh, live from the 72 Tavern, talking hockey with Coach Cole. We're going to introduce him in just a second. I did want to point out, I just was looking at the Utica Comets Twitter. Carter Banks and Tanner McMaster stopped by the Sequoia Valley Elementary School today to read to students in uh, pre-K through fourth grade. Carter even found oh, cool. a twin, meaning uh, a young kid with a couple of teeth missing in the front. I'm going to show that to Scoop and Coach Cull. <laughs> That's good. It's good to know the boys are reading books. Coach Cull is here with us. Uh, there's a lot to talk about overall. A very successful weekend, and everybody's got to be very pleased with two wins on the road in Toronto this early in the season. The defending champions kind of rectifying that opening night loss to Toronto, giving them the business a little bit. You've got to be feeling good about things. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, a- anytime you win, win on the road, you're happy with that. Uh, the biggest thing, I think, for us was just that, uh, you know, we, we lost at home Friday. I thought we played a, a pretty decent game. I, uh, I was hoping for us to rescue some points out of Friday night's game. I think that uh, the Charlotte team is a very good team. I, and I knew that they were a good hockey team coming in. So. Undefeated thus far, 4 0. Yeah, yeah. And I thought we, I, thought, I wanted us to muscle something out of that. But for then us to get on the bus, get in at, like, when I laid my head down Friday night, it was 4 in the morning. And then for us to flip that around and play it four in the afternoon i thought that was really good kind of showed to our uh, our depth we had some guys in and out of the lineup and uh, for us i thought we played a really good game the first night uh i had some slip ups there that's part of it and the second night to go out three and three we were tired and uh for us to battle our way through it and, and find a way to get another another two points that was pretty key scoop for those that don't understand you play the game against charlotte on friday night you get on a bus and you drive to toronto and then you check into a hotel before you can go to bed to wake up and play two days or two straight days at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, a little bit early. Coach, you had mentioned earlier in the season, right when we got started, that you weren't real happy with the four-on-four play. Mm. Friday night, I was a little concerned about that to my eyes. How are you feeling about that now? Oh, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, at the start of the season, you've got so much stuff, so many things and things you want to hit on, and you got to weigh. Being just completely honest with you, you got to weigh what is what needs to be measured. And, uh, and one, four on four is one of those things we still haven't spent as much quality time with that we need to. And uh, we ended up scoring a goal uh, four on four on, against on Friday night versus Charlotte, but. I'm still not happy with it, but then I, I can't expect to be happy with it because all I've done is coach through video or, or speaking. We haven't really had a chance to dig in and actually get it done. So, and that's just being honest, but that being said, I thought after the first weekend, A, B, and C were way more important over our four days of practice to make sure those were getting done, or actually it was probably A through G, but, uh, you know, before we got to 4-on-4. Four four. So, Kubelkov gets two games over the weekend. I... Th- he looked fantastic. And, you know, that's a high-powered offense you're playing against there. It allowed you guys to get out front, give you a little bit of a cushion. And well, he had like 20-some saves in that one period in the one game I know. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I 
I couldn't say it any better than what you said. I, I thought we got off the bus there in that first period, and I thought we, we both shared chances. I thought really dynamic ones back and forth. And Kubi gave us a chance early. That first 10 minutes, they had some good chances off the rush. And this is for his first game for us, uh, not being exhibition. And I thought he did, he did a really good job holding us in there, and I thought we grew off that confidence. Trent Cole joining us, head coach of the Utica Comets. Comets Insider 94.9 K-Rock alongside Scoop and Rain. So there was the finishing off of games that might be a concern, or maybe not, uh, the late goals in both of the Toronto games. I, I wonder if you worry about that. Is that to be expected at this point in the season? Is that just uh, uh, maybe Kubelkoff getting his feet under him a little bit? No, no, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have put that on Kubelkoff at all. Okay. A- anyway, that, that's the guys in front. That was us. I mean, we needed to do a better job. I mean, we, had, uh, we were putting different guys out there. To be honest with you, like I was trying to, to take some of the weight off some of the guys who'd played a ton. We had a good lead going into the end. They made a nice play. They, uh, they've got some good players, Toronto, and, and that was one of those things where I didn't like the, the, the late goal that they scored against our power play the first night on Saturday night, yeah. the second period. We were junk. I mean, it was just it was just not the way we play. Then we go out to start the third. There's two goals against, and I think the first two minutes, I called a timeout right away, and just, you know, we had to settle back in, make sure we're, because they're kids. And you know what? All of a sudden, you get the start of the year, they're, they're, it's not kind of driven into them yet, and all of a sudden, you're focused. You start losing a little bit. We're up by five or whatever it is, and, you know, they start to wane a little bit. So, you know, that's one of those things where you got to kind of reel them back in. I thought they responded well. And uh, the, only, the only thing that I wish, looking back in the late goals, is that Friday night, you know what I mean? We battled back hard in that third period, got a goal against a good team, and then they score with a minute 20-something. And yeah. it, was, it was a nice... You're a minute and a half away from a point. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm having trouble with that one, but then, you know what, it's just... It, it, I, got, I mean, they get to play, too. Uh, you know, we had a bunch of screens at net front. They were there, hits the post, goes in. I mean, it's not what you want. Uh, I mean, I'm being honest with you, but, I, you know, it, but that's part of our, our growing. You know, we're going to have some of those growing pains. I saw that goal from the tunnel. For, that would have been on Bacher's left. Yep. And I don't, I'm sure you've seen other video and views of it. It looked to me like he was screened and it might have been uh, deflected a little bit. Went over his shoulder. He was going down and it was going up. Yeah. And there was nothing he could do about that. No. It, it, was, it was a tough, tough goal. It to was swallow. about four layers of screens yeah. there. And that's, uh, you know, we, and that's what I said. Like, I, you can't be mad at your goalie for that. Like, that's, that's us having to do a better job, you know, on, on certain plays that have all, you know, almost happened 10 seconds to five seconds earlier, you know. So that's, that's what we said. But, you know what, like we said, we're going we're gonna to have some of these nights. We're going to have these nights where guys are going to have the growing pain. So, How are you feeling about the physicality of our play? We had some big hits in these games over the weekend. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, <laughs> there are times when, when maybe we lose focus a little bit, you know. Uh, oh. But, gosh, they, they're playing hard, and, and this is as physical as I remember for a while. It's, well, uh, it's good. Yeah, you know what? We're, we're five games in, and, and you know what? Sometimes... Uh, I don't. I don't mind like having a guys. You know, I don't like sometimes trying to paint stripes on a tiger. You know what I mean? If, if it got a little bit of growl on them, I, I like it, and I think it's going to pay off for us over the span of sixty minutes. So uh, I don't want us being undisciplined. That's for sure. But I like us being physical. Uh, I know that that puts doubt in the other team's mind, other players. So and that's that's something that I think is is good to have. And you know what? We haven't even had an opportunity to have uh, Vincent Arsenal in the lineup yet either. And there's a guy who's. 
I know. When, when other teams, when he's in our lineup, other, other teams' defensemen or forwards, they take note because, boy, he's a physical presence too. He brings it like Archie. brings it a little bit like Brendan Woods does. Is it fair to say, Trent, that the head coach of Utica Comets maybe had a little grit when he was a player too? I think we <laughs> talked about that before. You don't mind that kind of stuff. No. And I, Sets I, a tempo. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's not something that I'm I'm pushing down our guys. That was, sure. It's just like people go you got certain parts of your job some parts of my job was when i played is that, that had to be had to be there i didn't have a job so that was just part of it but uh i like us i think sometimes too when you're being physical it gets you involved in the game more so than a, just a pass or, or you know a shot on net or this or that so it gets you all in and that's the one thing and sometimes the guys feed off those things too like a block shot whatever it is and it's one of those intangibles well i wanted to follow up with the the brendan woods fight jumps out to me the hit by archie scoop we were talking about this uh, he leveled, I forget who it was, it might have been Emerson Clark, but then Chatfield also followed up a little bit later yeah. with a big hit on Emerson Clark. The helmet went flying. Y- you need you need guys that are going to let them know, you let, our, let our skill guys get where they got to go or you're going to pay the consequences. Yeah, you know what, and, and that's... Uh like I'll be honest, I didn't love the what the Woods thing. You know what I mean? I I like us being physical. Sometimes you're gonna fight. It's tough when the guy's not fighting back. Sure. You know what I mean? But like, there's there's a little bit of history with that kid with our team too. Yeah. So you know sometimes those things kind of settle settle the course. And then uh, the other part, uh, Emerson Clark, he had a great hit on. Unfortunately for us, but he, he really hit Sots really hard that first night. Yeah. So I'm sure the guys had that. Like, if I get a chance to run this guy, I'm gonna run him. You know what I mean? So that's sometimes it's just even in the even in the score a little bit. Uh, Levy and Boucher working well together. We've got the, the league-leading score. What are some of the combinations, in addition to that one, that you're feeling pretty good about right now? Uh, well, we, we had a little combo of, uh, I like the combination of Gaudet and Archibald. And obviously, uh, uh, Adam got called up, so that's really good. So, uh, But I did like our line that we had uh, Cam Darcy came right in and filled his shoes with Garconi and Arch. I thought it was a, a good combo yesterday. Um, and then actually right now is I like uh, I like Woods and McEwen together. They seem to be finding their way, and I really like we've uh, kind of auditioned Jasek at center here. He's you know he's played some center before, but we didn't bring him here to be a centerman, and uh, we have a little bit of a lack of depth in that position right now with injuries and call ups etc. So I thought he's done a really good job, and then especially with him and Banksy, and then all of a sudden you, you put different guys in there with him with Dolan and Gajevich. So we're finding our ways, and then we also see like Mc. Master and Boucher five on five. I, like I think there there's some chemistry there too. So it's it's still early, and you're, you kind of we kind of play around a little bit and see how it all goes. And but I mean we have a lot of guys. So right now it's it's an interchanging. Guys are in, guys are out, and we're trying to keep pairs almost together. As you say that up front, and then we have our pairings on the back end that we we've liked so much too. This is Trent Call, head coach of the Utica Comets here on Comets Insider with 94.9 K-Rock. We're brought to you by Labat Blue Slocum Dixon and Pathfinder Bank at the 72 Tavern, attached right down here at the Adirondack Bank Center. So you brought up Adam Gaudet. He got the call up. Uh, the beautiful snipe against Charlotte. little toe drag. That got a lot of play. He's, he's fast. He's got some skill. And then the resulting moves because of that Adam, uh, excuse me, Alex Biega, the Bulldog, on waivers. He's cleared apparently on his way down here. 
A corresponding move, Jagger Dirk down to Kalamazoo for now. Anything else pending that we can know about or stuff that's still not quite? No, no. I mean, I think everybody knows. I mean, unfortunately for Vancouver, I thought they had a, or fortunately, I thought they had a great swing through Florida. You know, I was texting with, with the guys the other night saying, great job. You know, that's not an easy trip, that's for sure. But unfortunately, you lose Beagle. Um, you know, he's you got that broken uh, forearm. I don't know the details of it, but that's, you know, anything that's broke is usually four to six weeks at least. They lost him and gained Roussel, yeah. Yeah, and that's which is great. But then all of a sudden, Pedersen, who is, you know, obviously off to a fantastic start. And, uh, you know, you really enjoy watching him. It's unfortunately now he's sidelined too. So that's uh, that's probably why you see the, the Godet call up. So there's there's been a, a relatively consistent, minus these few moves, group of guys here this year as opposed to the carousel and revolving door well that, that, i was wondering that too this, Trent, is, this you, is so different from last year <laughs> it's like well we're going to play some young guys tonight like the way you, you decide the lineup is so different right about now compared to last year where you're just like looking for somebody healthy to play i remember you joined you joined us a few times last season on comets insider but we were talking about in game like 65 of the year you were saying I, I got guys, new guys coming in every day. I'm still teaching systems. I shouldn't yeah. be doing that at this point in the year. So far, fingers crossed, you knock on wood, it, it kind of stays where you can rotate these guys. And I wonder if, to Scoop's point, the, the competition for some playing time with some of these guys is a real good thing for you to have this year. Oh, With the talent level that you have and yeah, the prospects. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm... Uh... I guess I'll start it all off with, obviously, Vancouver and Ryan Johnson. Have, have, they went through it all last year, too. I mean, so there's more depth mm-hmm. in the organization. But, I mean, we're seeing it right now. You never know. All of a sudden, three injuries up there. We have three injuries. You know, that's a six-player swing. But, I mean, right now, we're, we're practicing with 26 to 27. At one point, we had 28 guys in the ice last week. So, you know, Gauntz is, is still banged up, so he's day-to-day. And we have uh, Wacey Hamilton is coming back, you know, sooner or later. But, like, I mean, he's on his way. He's, he's on the men. So, there is, and then we have Thatcher at some point too. We hope so. Like I mean, there is guys there, but we still have such an abundance of players. So it's really, I mean, the coaches. We've had a huge challenge of, of making sure we're practicing at the pace we want to practice, making sure we're still teaching what we need to teach, and and trying to keep all these bodies moving around the ice to make sure they're still getting a good workout. That being said, what you uh, you know kind of alluded to the competitive competition right now is is excellent. Like, and I mean. We talked at the start of the show. We said, oh, geez, we had this tough travel. Well, you know what? We're like, why don't we just slide six new guys in the lineup? And that's what we end up doing. You know, the guys that are somewhat fresh, they didn't play the night before. They still got in at 4 or 3.30 in the morning, whatever it is. But I thought it was really good. And then all of a sudden you come back with different guys the next night. So we're mixing and matching. We're bringing guys in and out. And then we have guys that all of a sudden are doing a great job. I'm like, boy, I, I want to keep this guy in a little bit. You know what I mean? And so, like, it's just... Uh, it's, it's a full-time, me and Ryan Johnson right now are talking more than me and my wife do, that's for darn sure. <laughs> <laughs> Happens at this time of year, doesn't it? Oh, I think it's going to happen. Like, I mean, and these guys, chances are, aren't going to go anywhere. We, li- we like everyone we have here. We like the makeup of our team, unless guys are getting called up. But we want, obviously, we want guys to play, but uh, we, we love the, the healthy competition we got going. Hockey aside, just in general. How's everything with Mrs. Cole and the kids? And this is your second year. You were getting to know Utica last year. <laughs> but, but now you know what to expect, you know, coming into the season, being down here. Certain things maybe have settled yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's great, actually. We're really lucky. Uh, all three of our kids now are playing here at the, at the odd part of the Junior Comets program. So it's funny. Like me and my wife, we've got like a section. We're sitting up. She brings dinner into me. We sit up in the stands. We're watching one kid, and then she leaves, and then we've got two more kids. So 
two of my kids are here tonight. They I just, thought they so. They just finished, so that's what I was, I was giving them the chicken wing. You know, order some chicken wings or whatever. <laughs> but, uh, Did they get the single? That's what I was doing. I was wondering what I was doing when I was imitating you. <laughs> so anyways, it's, it's really good. The, the city, the people have been fabulous to us, and we're really lucky. What happened? Do you have any idea what happened to the Marley's goalie, Cascus, uh, who, uh, when he went down? Look, he made a great save, yeah. and then he just had, you know, with a hip flexor, knee. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. And that's, uh, for me, as the opposing coach, you never hope bad for someone else, you know, but all of a sudden you see a, a, a hot goalie going down, and a new guy, a fresh guy's going in. I'm like, okay, boys, let's keep her going. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, it's not a... You're always you're always thinking of a boy. Do we get a competitive edge all of a sudden? But yeah, I, I unfortunately I don't know what happened to the poor guy. And their start is probably not what people expected. I certainly didn't see them. I think they're one in six now. So yeah, yeah. But you know what? Like they're they've got they're just going through the stuff that we've gone through in the past. You know, they don't have as much depth probably as the past. They had two goalies picked up off waivers. You know, a few weeks ago, and then all of a sudden they've got five injuries in the American Hockey League. Nylander doesn't show up in, in with uh, the Maple Leafs, so all of a sudden it's just they're drawing more guys up, and, and it happens. They're just going through it right now, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately for us, yeah, we get we'll, to take advantage we'll, of that. We'll take some advantage of those guys who, you know, I'm sure have done the same to us in the past. But to your point, Trent, a Toronto Maple Leafs roster started out with, it was eight or nine guys that were on the Calder Cup team from last year, so... When you said maybe there's not as much depth there, yeah, that's yeah. absolutely the case with them. And you know what? Which happens all the time. When you win a championship, everybody wants a winner. So some of those guys have moved on and gone other places, and good for them for that. we got to take a break. Our first break of the night, Trent Cull, head coach of the Utica Comets, is going to stick with us for another segment. We'll uh, dig a little bit deeper into what's been happening over the first handful of games. Basically, if you play a game... Reed Boucher scores, uh, but there's been some other guys contributing. That's what it feels like so far. He's been unbelievable since he had a baby. Well, we got to talk about that and obviously more Utica Comets Insider. It's next from the 72 Tavern on 94.9 K-Rock. Utica! It's time to go top shelf at the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider. Now back to two guys who have spent more than a little time in the sin bin. It's Rain Man and Scoop. A whole new rash of penalty minutes. Uh, uh, we got a whole new attitude. What about them? They're not just bullies. What do you mean just bullies? They scare the bejesus out of everybody. <laughs> Deliberately. Comets Insider. On 94.9 K-Rock. And when you're coming down Wednesday or Friday night, you come in here, get a couple of beers, maybe a chicken sandwich, lots of food here. Cobb salad. Yeah, the Cobb salad's dynamite. The, the nachos. <laughs> we are live at the 72 Tavern and Grill, brought to you by Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bag. Me, Scoop, Rain, and Coach Call of your Utica Comets. We've gotten off to a pretty good start. One of the best starts in uh, the history of this franchise. Compared to season one, if you remember. Oof, which, coming a long way, baby. Which, which took a little while. Talk a little bit about Adam Goddad, who got called up and is probably thrilled to death. Uh, you know, on Twitter, you got to see him take the ice and practice today. A, a thrill for the kid. And uh, you just have had a little bit of time with him. But what have you seen in, in that little bit of time? Yeah, like, I guess it's for him, too. He spent the, the end of the year last year up there playing a few games mm -hmm. and stuff. So, like, so he has a little bit of, uh, I guess, experience up there. Uh, for us right here right now, he's a young guy. He's got a dynamic shot. Uh, he moves his feet well. Like, it's, it's not easy coming into this league playing center, never mind the NHL. So I, I see Adam. There's just... Uh, what he is, he's a super hungry kid, and he's hungry for coaching. He's hungry to, to get better. 
And just being straight up honest, it's not always that way. That's so sure. I mean, you know, and he's a guy who's who's ready to, to hear everything, and, and he wants it, and he he wants to use it, and tries to apply it. And he did like even the first night he played, like I thought there was a lot of swing in his game, and he was kind of going places I didn't want him to go. We're, we talked about it over the, that day to the day two, and all of a sudden you see him make adjustments, and then you see him make adjustments already into the next Friday's game. So. For us, I, I mean, I hope we get to see him again, but then also, too, I hope he does a, does a, does a great job for Vancouver. So he's, he's done uh, nothing but uh, good things for us so far. You, when you got to bring guys in and out of the lineup, and we've discussed this a little bit in the opening segment, but what's the process you go through? Is it a matter of you're forced in a three-on-three to get some fresh legs in there? Certain times it's the way it's practice. Maybe it's certain matchups. What is the process that you and, and of course, Ags and Kinger and everybody else go through to get there? Yeah, you know what? It's and kind of a lot like we talked about before. Like we, we our goals here are to, are to win and develop and develop and win. And those will not change, you know. But we're, we're hoping that we can do that hand in hand. That is the ultimate goal for us. And it probably would be, I'm sure if you talk to Vancouver and their representation, that would be the goal for them too. They want to have kids in a winning environment who can develop and hopefully move on to the NHL. So uh, for us, it's, it's, I'm always talking with Ryan Johnson, who's my boss, the general manager, and we're, you know, hey, what do you think of this? I'm throwing this. Is, these are the kind of uh, combinations, or we're talking about matches. I think this would work well, you know, and we, we want to try to get some of these guys in. And, and so that's what it is. It's a, it's a constant, it's like a moving chessboard all the time, you know, and that's what we're looking at. And then we come into the last weekend, we said, well, hey, let's get some different guys in the lineup. Let's get other guys going here. Let's not, you know, use this travel as, as a, you know, a hitch for us that, you know, we don't want to say, oh, it's because of this that we weren't very good. You know, screw that. Let's make sure we got fresh legs in and we're ready to go. Well, I wonder if it's uh, sometimes maybe it's a, somebody with size and grit is is out for a game. You try to, if you got somebody else that you can plug in, Carcone's another one. That's a, He's more of a speed guy. He yeah. put 15 in the back of the net last year. You put him into the lineup in Toronto, he immediately pays dividends with a goal. You look like a genius for that move. <laughs> well, no, you know what? Michael's been very uh, patient, and he's done a great job of being a super pro over the last two weeks. And it's not easy to come wherever you're going to and, and, and to not play. I mean, that's why we're, we are here to do our jobs. And uh, But he's, he's been super patient. He's done a good job. He's practiced really hard. And that alludes to what you said before. Like last week, you know, I was saying to somebody like, this is your game. Like, this is your game out here in practice. You have to make sure you're doing the right things now so you get a chance to get into a game. And so not only are our uh, games, you know, the competitive, like our practices right now are the best they've ever been because we've got a bunch of guys and, and they're all trying to show their best because they know that there's every night there's going to be five guys that aren't playing and everybody wants to play. At this early stage of the season, who has impressed you maybe to the extent, oh, you're pleasantly surprised. Like, I, I, and you're, you're probably going to say everybody on the team you're pretty happy with. Uh, no, you know what? I, I Like I said, I, I've said this a lot. i got to stop saying this, but I, said, I like the makeup of our team. Like, I like we have a great group of older guys. I love our character, but I like our young guys. There's, there's some speed and some kind of like uh, some creativity there that, you know, what maybe we've been lacking in the past. And then you've got some guys like, Zach McEwen, who's kind of turned the corner, it feels like, you know, yeah. like where he was a year ago, Oof. and now you see him now, this big guy, but he's a guy we got to make sure that we're keeping him honest, too, because I, I don't want him to be satisfied with anything that's going on, so... And then you look on our back end, and I, I, I've had not very much experience with Ole Levy, and I think he's come, and he's... I, I had a picture in my head of what I thought it was going to be like, and 
And fortunately, it's nothing like that. The kid has been great. He's been hungry to learn. He's done a great job. And I've been. it's not an easy lead to come in and play first-line power play, passing the puck to Reed Boucher. And I think the kid has done a really good job to start with. And then right out of the wings, all of a sudden, you put a kid in who hasn't had a win in the American Hockey League. He's played a handful of games. Kubi comes in and all of a sudden rips off two wins for us on the weekend. You know, it, it's funny... Ulevi, it's we were we talked about this already, and this is where I got to go with the boring analytics and the Corsi stat and things like that. But there's been some breakdowns that we Scoop and I were reading and, and discussing, where statistically and analytically he is performing really well. And and they brought up, of course, the way he's been setting up Reed Boucher. It's it's one of those things you might not even see with a naked eye when you're watching the game, but then you get back and you. You look at the geeky stats and the numbers, and you go, "Wow!" Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not taking any geeky stats in that at all. But you got a guy on the side here who's got eight goals all of a sudden in five games. And there's, there's a reason. There's, there's a little bit of pressure there too, though. Like, I mean, you got to put that in the in the right spot. Like, you've got to give it to him at the right time. And here's a kid who's you know, first year in the league, and he, he's finding a way to do it. And that's it's a simple thing. But not everybody, like, but there's a lot of guys who can't do it. And here's a kid who's doing it and, and doing it at the right time. And I think he's doing a really good job. Brisebois looks like in the arc of his development, like he's taken a little bit of a jump. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how he's playing. You know what? First of all, he was injured there, so we didn't get to see him the first weekend, right? So now he's come back and played three and three for us. And so I, I've been really happy with how he's played. You know a little bit I more mean? physical? Yes, yeah, you know, and I mean, but it's such a short body of work yet. You know, I'm going to be right. reserved to, you know, get get too far in there. But I'll tell you what, like, and I, I'd be remiss to say, but, like, I think Jalen Chatfield and Ashton Sodner have just been men out on the ice right now. I mean, they have played hard. They're playing physical. I've said this to Gary coming back. I was really pleased with Breezeball. We talked about it today. And then I said, but those other two guys, like, I can't get them on the ice enough right now. You know, that's what I said to Gary. I said, they're, they're just, they're, they're huge difference makers for us, I feel. And Chatfield's another guy who, compared to this time last year, yeah. you know, there's a strong development arc. He just seems to get better and better all the time. And you know what? That's what I mean. Like, these guys deserve a ton of credit because these kids came in. And we, we went through all that stuff last year we talked about. But these were the guys who, we talked, now you can see what it, how key that was for them and their development about their ice time and how they played and how they just survived that first year. And all of a sudden, hopefully, you come back that next year and it's not easy. You know, talk about the sophomore jinx. Well, that, that's, there's a reason why you call it that. And, I mean, for these guys, they've come back hungry and they're doing a really good job so far. Yeah, they did their work in the offseason. Courtesy of Labatt Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Utica Comets insider at the 72 Tavern with 94.9 K-Rock and head coach Trent Call. I starred Jalen Chatfield as somebody I wanted to ask you about. And we all kind of have Chatfield on the brain because, like McEwen, from the beginning of the year last year to where they are now, they have put in the work, and it's not just at practice. You can clearly see they spent their summers trying to get better and put in the work. Did they turn the corner? Do you feel the team turn the corner? And I ask that because seven was it 7-4 opening night, young team. Maybe they get down on themselves a little bit. But then to continue to work as hard as they have, have that heartbreaker with the Charlotte Checkers, but then come back for these two road wins, teams turn to corner. I think, as you alluded to earlier, maybe some pieces are starting to get figured out. you feel that way? Uh, well, I know for me as a coach, there were some things that we really targeted, you know, just breaking pucks out of our zone. We talked about our D zone coverage. We talked about our four check. Like, those were the three things when we were talking earlier. Like, we went to work on that last yeah. week and we we had to we felt like we had to as coaches we had done it we had we had tweaked it whatever we had talked about it but it wasn't enough and so then we hammered it home last week and i feel like 
it's like for, for what it is, whatever your job is, it's the structure of our game. And those, those are the huge pieces for us. And we want to make sure that our structure is good. We had spent a lot of time on our specialty teams earlier on. They have been strong for us throughout. But we want to make sure that, that the guys can rely on their structure and feel like it's something that if they do this, they know they can count on it. They're starting to believe in it again, and it happens every year, and you got new guys too, and then it's how you all mesh and, and all mesh together and, and mix it all up. So I think they're doing a good job. That being said, it doesn't matter. It's it's You're on to the next game, and now you're playing Rochester, and I think the, the quote I, I heard from their coaches, this team's not built uh, for playoffs. This, this team's uh, built to, to win a cup. So you're going to face a pretty good team coming in here with Rochester. We're up against a break and a couple more, or another minute or so here with Trent Call. Gonser and the status of Thatcher and the concussion issues have been on my mind. I don't know about you, Scoop. Absolutely. But. Everybody in Vancouver wonders how Thatcher yeah, Well, one, you know what? I wonder where the, we're at with them. I'm yeah. a bad guy to talk to because I don't ask Thatcher how he's doing. Because I, you know what? Everybody in the world, what do they ask Thatcher? How you doing? You know, he's I mean? probably sick of that. Question. Yeah. So I do not. I, I know what it's like to be that guy. Like so, I I go to him. I said, so how's your house? I said, I asked uh, you play golf lately. Uh, I saw him today. I go, hey, what's the weather like outside? Like <laughs> I talk about. So I have no idea. Like obviously, I, I know through our trainer what's going on with Thatcher. He's a day by day. He's he's in the return to play. Uh, where that goes day to day, you know, you don't I just it's taking its course, you know, and we're taking our time with it. And they're uh, going to walk in one day and say training's ready. Yeah, and that's and that's all. I, you know what? I, I don't want to get too involved. I just letting the, letting it all work its way because I don't want to put more pressure on Thatcher either right now at this point. And then the other side of that is Brendan, who I thought you know had an average game his first game for us. And I thought he came back the next night against uh, Belleville. I thought he's the best player on the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he was unfortunately got hurt in practice in one of those competitive uh, practice drills. And uh, he's day-to-day right now, and I'm hoping he'll be back soon. Trent, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. A couple of, couple of junior calls are here, so you've got to get the boys home, maybe get some homework <laughs> taken care of. Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us, and we're going to get you back here really soon. Perfect. Well, thanks for having thanks. me, guys. Scoop, Rain, Trent Call, head coach of the Utica Comets here on Utica Comets Insider. We're at the 72 Tavern. We'll be here for at least another half an hour. Feel free to stop in. The voice of the Utica Comets, Joe Roberts, joins us next. Utica. Let's do that hockey. Utica Comets Insider. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill on 94.9 K-Rock. And now our Comets Insider grind line with Rain Man the Rocket, Scoop the Cement Head, and play-by-play voice, Joe Cujo Roberts. Got a lot of Comets fans down here. Uh, a few pictures and handshakes with Coach Cull. You can get Comets Insider every Monday, 7 to 8, from the 72 Tavern, which is right here. It's the west end of the Adirondack Bank Center. My name is Rain. Scoop is here. Coach Cull, as always, fantastic. With I love how forthright he is, and, and he just he tells you the deal, man. You know what's going on. A lot of coaches give you the coach speak, and they dance around things. Coach tells you what's happening. He lets you know what he's thinking. Uh, Coach Travis Green was always a little, still even in Vancouver, he's always a little reluctant to show his cards, keeps everything very close to his vest. But I, I've always loved that about him because I could kind of read through it and I could just, it's fun to watch him get interviewed post game, to watch the wheels spinning. Yeah. You know, because he's, and he got some kind of pointed questions the other night after the the, the Pedersen injury, you know. Well, they won the game, right? They, they won, won the, the game, game. and uh, Matheson uh, got his suspension tonight about 6 p.m. That came down two games. Was a dirty hit. We've got Joe Roberts. He is the voice of the Utica Comets on 94.9 K Rock on the phone right now. 
What time did you go to sleep in Toronto after leaving after the Charlotte game, Joe? Uh, well, we got into Toronto at about 3.30 about Joe. the time. <laughs> it looks like we'll see if we get him reconnected in just a second. I think I just heard the, I think I just heard the phone back on. Joe, what time did you go to bed in Toronto the other night after leaving after the Charlotte game? Guys, do you have me? We yeah, have we got you. Yeah, we, we got have you. you. Perfect. Yeah, well, we got into town at about 3.30 or so into Toronto, so... Uh, by the time my head hit the pillow, it was about 4 a.m. And, you know, five hours of sleep later, I was ready to rock and roll for Saturday's game. You're, you're good luck. You're 2-0 and in Toronto now. So I, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, how, I like I how like this is going. I'm going gonna, I'm I'm to give you all the credit. Uh, yeah, well, I will gladly take it, uh, although that would be grossly unfair for me to do that. Um, I'm, I'm just being a, a, it was a it was a good performance, so you know what? The guys played well, and, and obviously uh, it's a Toronto team that are the defending champs. You always have to uh, respect that, but they've been having a hard time keeping pucks out of the back of their net. We took advantage of that. Uh, we capitalized, we executed, and there you go. You come home four points right there. So Coach Cull just kind of broke down why Ali Levy is setting up Reed Boucher so well. They're just kind of clicking together, and I said to Coach, it just seems to me if the Comets play a game, Reed Boucher scores a goal or two or more. It, this is an unbelievable pace that he's on right now. He, he became a father. There was something I was reading online a little bit earlier today. And it's, it's, I guess it's a goal for every diaper change. Every time he scores a goal, it's one less diaper he's got to change. I don't know what's That's, going on. He know. became a dad, and, I, and it's next level for him. And he was already an elite scorer at this level. Yeah, I don't know if that's the uh, the actual deal at home for him, but if it is, then he's getting off the hook, wouldn't you say? Um, but it, it's really cool to watch what he's doing. It's really special. A lot of us thought that he would be uh, crowned with uh, American Hockey League Player of the Week honors. Unfortunately, he didn't get that, but uh, trust me, his body of work did not go unnoticed. People are, are seeing what he's doing this season, and people are blown away. And, um, I think I also saw on Twitter today that uh, he hasn't uh, have been held scoreless in a game since he had his baby. So, um, you know, maybe that's always, you know, they always call that dad strength, right? Um, and, and maybe it's the extra mouth to feed, but he has to perform, and that's what he's doing. We got off to a good start in both those games in Toronto, and there was a degree of physicality that I liked. To your eyes, who really stood out in those games in Toronto? Well, obviously, you, you talk about Boucher. He was a guy that stood out. Um, in that second game, you saw the uh, the second game in Toronto. You saw the tweaks that Trent Call made to his lineup. And, and with the recall of Gaudet to Vancouver, Cam Darcy was inserted in. And, and I thought Darcy was terrific. He had three points, including the empty netter. But what might have gone unnoticed was the body of work that he had to put in to earn that empty net goal. Uh, sometimes guys get him sort of handed to him. But in that instance, he uh, he prevented an easy breakout from Toronto, went back down the ice on the back check, stole the puck free, and went into the back of the goal. So, uh, And then the stuff that might also go unnoticed is, was his ability in the face-off circle. So Cam Darcy was one of those guys who uh, really, really looked good for, for the Comets in that Sunday game. And then how about Ivan Kulbikov? I'm not sure what the level of chatter has been about him, but you know he was thrust into a role. Keep in mind, that Saturday game... Uh, is the game that on paper you're supposed to lose, right? It was a Toronto team that was rested, slept in their own beds, had all the time to prepare. The Comets got into Toronto at 3.30 in the morning. Tough sleep, not easy, right? Sitting upright on the bus for five hours straight right after a game. 
Kulikov goes out there, steals the show, played great, and then uh, Trent Call parlayed it into Sunday. So I thought Kulikov was one of the as well. It's kind of what they call riding the hot hand. So some roster moves that we wanted to kind of ask about. We asked Coach already. It's Joe Roberts, voice of the Utica Comets here on Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock, joining Scoop and Rain. Gaudette with his couple of goals, one against Charlotte, one against Toronto. He gets the call up. Uh, Biega's coming back down here. Jagger Dirk down to Kalamazoo. But I, I wonder, you can kind of answer part one and part two. You look at somebody like Boucher with his production, maybe it's just because one has some options and one's got the waivers to deal with. Or do you have any insight into that? Why it's one and not you know the what? other? Yeah, you know, your guess is as good as mine, and that's uh, pretty good logic there. And, and obviously with Adam Gaudet having only five games of National Hockey League experience to his resume, uh, they even with that very, very small sample size, they think he has a tremendous upside and could be a franchise player. So, um, you know, it, it's not surprising that it was... Uh, Godet that got that call up and it's good for him. It, it, it's well deserved and you also have to keep in mind centers are at a premium, right? And uh, and Godet is a good centerman who is, who is great on both sides of the ice. So uh, his ability to get it done up the middle is uh, probably one of the things that sets him apart from a lot of different players when it comes to uh, who gets that call up. So it's well deserved and, and I know he's going to try to make the best of it and, and he's going to want to stick in Vancouver like anybody else would want to. On Saturday, I was impressed with how Kubelkov started the game in particular. I mean, we were able to get out to that lead, but he really turned away some good chances, and I think that was key to really sort of setting the tone and then allowing the Comets to stretch it out. And then if you have a few lapses and, you know, because really there was a point there, where we, you know, a goal late in the one period and then two quick in the next period where it seemed like they got three goals in three minutes, but when you got a 6 nothing lead... You don't feel so bad about that. But I, I, I really thought he was key in, in getting us out to a nice, comfortable lead because he turned away some great chances. Yeah, he certainly was. And uh, I was talking to associate coach Gary in our pregame interview ahead of our broadcast on Sunday. And, and, and when he said it, it all kind of clicked. You know, you, you take a look at that little lapse there where you give up three goals, and I think it was just under two minutes of game time. But that's human nature. Um, you know, it's just you, you get a little comfortable when you're up 6 nothing, and, and you can understand it. Um, obviously, at any, at any league in just about any sport, you nap for too long, someone's going to make you pay. Um, but the Comets were able to regain their footing, and, and they put their foot back on the gas pedal and were able to go hammer down the rest of the way. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was definitely paced by Kulbikov, and, and ultimately, um, when you give a netminder who's looking for his first career win at this level a 4 nothing lead, he's going to have a little confidence, too. And uh, a goalie is, is only as good as the confidence that carries him. Uh, so you got to play with a little bit of swagger, and that's what he was able to do. Joe Roberts is the voice of the Utica Comets. It's Comets Insider on 94.9 K-Rock every Monday, 7 to 8 here at the 72 Tavern attached to the Adirondack Bank Center. Uh, one last question for you. You're going to get your first taste of the Utica Comets in the Syracuse Crunch on the 20th. You got the Cleveland Monsters on Friday. That should break the sellout streak. And this Wednesday, the Rochester Americans are right here at the Adirondack Bank Center. History is in the making, basically. Must be very excited. Any tickets left for any of these games? Is Wednesday a sellout yet? Or, or, or what are we looking at? 
Uh, there are tickets available for both games. Uh, we want you to come out. We need you to come out. We want to set the record, uh, and we want to do it with you in the building. So um, if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, but I guess it can't be stressed enough. Every time you come to that building, you are a part of history. You are a part of something special. Um, it's something that's created by this community, uh, and, and it's just so unique and so cool. And so to be able to do it when you see a couple of uh, New York State rivals on the schedule coming up, and then Cleveland on Friday, a divisional team now, uh, it, it, it's exciting. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to be pumped up about it. So, yes, there are tickets, limited tickets remain for both games. If you can get them at the box office or at Empire State tickets, uh, StubHub if the game is, is sold out beforehand. But uh, we want you there. And Joe Roberts, thanks for the time. Talk to him about 7.30 every edition of Utica Comets Insider. We're going to take our last break here, and Scoop's going to bring us back in. We've got a few loose ends to tie up. We'll do that next on 94.9 K Rock. Live from the 72 Tavern and Grill for Comets Insider, it's Rain Man and Scoop. We are live as we will be each and every Monday night here from the 72 Tavern and Grill next to the Adirondack Bank Center. And all this uh, festivity and fun brought to you by Labat Blue, Slocum, Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank. Big thanks to Joe Roberts, your play-by-play voice, for joining us earlier. Also, Trent Cole, uh, coach, joining us. If you missed all this, we're going to have it podcasted shortly after the broadcast wraps up here in a couple of minutes. I really think we got some good insights out of uh, Coach Call. I love it when he joins us because uh, we really get a nice window into the team and, you know, we don't get to go to practice. It's kind of interesting to hear him describe what's going on in practice and how tough those practices are and how competitive they are. Yeah, the boys got to earn it if they want some playing time because there's, there's a lot of depth and talent on this roster. I don't know if it's the most talented roster the Utica Comets have ever had. I, I suppose if you excuse season two when Vancouver really threw the Comets a bone for the Calder Cup run, the other years, if you look at it, this is probably the most solid roster as far as pure talent, goal-scoring ability. And there's some great depth on the defense, on defense too. Think about this. Alex Biega down here. I'm excited for that. I mean, just add that to the mix of, of what's possible. Maybe it gives Jamie Cyphers a rest. I mean, that's 36-year-old pair of legs right there. And he's in great shape, don't get me wrong. But when you have the ability to not lose anything when you got, when you got to sit a guy for a game to give him a break and then move somebody like Alex Biega in or whoever else, it bodes well. And guys are being rotated in and rotated out now, not because we've got PTOs and injuries that were, you know, are forcing some decisions to be made like we had last year. Where you literally, you need a body on the roster, and that's all it amounts to. This time, there's options. There's actually options. The guys that you want are here. The guys that you intended to be here in this lineup are here. It's, it's huge. And it's a short sample size, I know, but I'm feeling pretty good. I mean, if, if you go into this weekend, this last weekend, you kind of look at the home game, even though Charlotte's playing great, you know, I feel good about our chances anytime we play at home. And I'm thinking, well, going to Toronto, that's going to be tough. If we get one of those, that's great. Well, we lose Friday night and we get both those games. And not only do we win those games, we dominated those games. Absolutely. This, and the, the, the score was cosmetic at the end with just basically some, some young players making some mental lapses, taking their foot off the pedal. You won't, you won't see that continue. Call, Coach Call will make sure of that. But it's uh, what have you done for me lately kind of world. 
And so it, none of that matters because Wednesday night the Rochester Americans are here, and you got to do it all over again. You got to try and do it better than you did before. They're going to whittle out the guys that are not. If there's a little bit of a lack of effort in practice, or maybe in a particular game, that guy will get to think about it for a game because there's somebody else that'll move in and bring the energy. You know that's going to happen. Sure doesn't sound like that's been a problem so, so far, though. Scoop, you know, we think that Reed Boucher has scored all of the goals, but, you know, just looking at these past few games, Arch got one, McMaster got one, Yasik got one, Woodsy got one, Zach McEwen another one, Carconi grabbed one, Brisbois had a, had a goal and a, and a helper in there, Cam Darcy with that goal that we discussed earlier. It's, it's nice to see there's a lot of guys contributing right now, so that, that feels real good. And a lot of guys getting multi-point nights. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play. We'll put the podcast at KROCKCNY on Twitter and Facebook, of course, live from 7 to 8 at the 72 Tavern every Monday night. Utica Comets Insider from Labatt Blue, Slocum Dixon, and Pathfinder Bank on 94.9 KROCK. Go Comets!